Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's program. We're going to talk about that elephant in the room, and that is how do you make money in winter? How do you make sure all your bills are paid in the winter months, which is going to vary if you're in Australia and New Zealand, their winter is actually in our summer. So if you're listening in real time, our friends in New Zealand and Australia, they're getting into the swing of the things of their season as we're winding down here in real time. Uh, in the United States of America, even within the USA, it's radically different up there in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, etc. cetera. Uh, their winter opportunities and markets are different than ours down here in Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, uh, where we have warm season turf. And so even down here in Georgia, we have winter uh, where our grass goes dormant in November by Thanksgiving. The grass is tan. It's not dead. It's just in dormancy. And it's going to stay like that uh, where you don't need to mow it December, January, February. And then depending on how much fertilizer, nitrogen you put down there and how the height of the turf and the weather, the, the, the soil temperatures and things of that nature is going to dictate when it starts to come out of dormancy. And that will vary year to year. But it's going to be towards Mar- the, end, the end of March into the early April. You're going to start to see it green up. And then you're going to be cutting it again, although we'll start cutting it even sooner than that because we'll scalp it down uh, first of spring there. And uh, usually the first week of March, most companies start scalping the Bermuda and Zoysia down. You want to start the season as low as possible. But that leaves us with a predicament here down south. What do we do in the end of November into December, January, February? There's no grass to cut. Well, thankfully, when you understand the market down here, there's a lot of ways to make revenue. You can put down pine straw. A lot of times all the leaves will be gone by Christmas and you can start selling. Hey, do you want fresh pine straw for Christmas? And then, you know, some people will get it in January, the first of the year. There's a lot of crepe myrtles that need pruned uh, and, you know, um, a lot of other pruning that you can do. And so between pruning and pine straw. Some folks do holiday lighting and we'll get into that list later on in the program. I don't want to give too much away here in the uh, opening. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's ways to make money in the winter in the South. And then of course, up North, you guys have that white gold as Fullerton and uh, Bedell call it. You can plow that snow and make that dough. Uh, And we don't have that opportunity down here. It doesn't snow. If it snows in Texas or Georgia or even Florida, it's a once a year, possibly once every five year type thing. So we don't have that to rely on. And then there's the opportunity to actually take the off season off Johnny Moe style. He's up in Pennsylvania. He comes out of the gate working his rear end off. He knows his number of what he needs to save to make sure all of his household budget is paid uh, throughout the winter. And he knows what that number is. And then he just starts chunking money into his savings account throughout April, May, June, July, August. And by Labor Day weekend, that, that first Monday in September, 
He wants to make sure that that savings account is fat enough. So if he doesn't bring in a penny of revenue in the winter, he'll be able to pay all of his bills. That's the Johnny Mo plan. And what ends up happening is he has that savings there. And then he actually does bring in money in, in, in the winter revenue, even though he's not counting on it. And so then he's able to, to roll his savings. He, he ends up not touching his savings or very little of it. And so then he has a good problem. Where does he want to invest that money? That's plan A, honestly. I have friends that play in the NFL, right? They only get paid 16 weeks of the year if they don't go to the playoffs. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go to the playoffs and you start winning, you get bonuses. <laughs> and if you go to the Super Bowl, you get a bonus. If you actually win the Super Bowl, you get a bonus. But um, anyway, those guys get paid a lot of money, but they only get 16 you know, ACH deposits a year. And if they go to the playoffs, they get more. And then, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. I'm not uh, too great at math. 52 minus 16. Dr. Frank ain't here to figure that one out. But there's more weeks in the year they don't get paid. And so they only get paid the 16 weeks. You got to you gotta budget that money. Well, it's the same in lawn care. You, you can make a lot of money in the on season, during, during the season. And then the off season, possibly you can live off those savings. And that takes a lot of discipline. That takes a lot of making sure you're charging the right price and you're as efficient as possible. But that's a great plan. Okay. Johnny Moe is crushing it with that plan. And, and that's, I just want to throw that out there that that's one plan. And then you're going to actually take the off season off, go to the gym, get in shape, spend time with your family, work on a side hustle or a passion project. And uh, that's, that's like plan AAA. I, I think everyone should shoot for that. Now it's more difficult. I was just at the Atlanta Braves game with my friend, Alex from trifecta landscaping. And he's like, you know, Paul, he has over 20,000 party. He has over 20 employees. That's tens of thousands of dollars in payroll. And he keeps his employees on during the winter. And so when it comes to him knowing his numbers, he's got a bigger number than Johnny Moe. He's, he's got, each pay period, he's got, you know, a lot of commas in that payroll to pay 20 plus guys and to keep them on. But he's like, I have to keep them on because I don't want to start the spring, the spring rush when we really make the bacon and be bringing on new guys and training new guys. I want my, my team ready to go, refreshed, focused. They're competent. They understand what to do. And uh, so he finds value in making sure he pays them throughout the winter. So it takes knowing your number, whether you have, you know, 20 plus employees you have to pay during the winter or it's just you. What is that number? Let's say let's say it's a three month off season. How much money do you need to have to make sure you pay your mortgage or rent, all your insurances, all your uh, basic fixed costs to, to, to make it through winter? And once you know that number, then you know how much you need to save or how much revenue you have to bring in in an unorthodox way because grass mowing is probably, unless you're down in, in the south parts of Florida or Texas, grass mowing ain't going down in December, January, February for us in the United States. Now, I know you guys in Australia, bear with me. I'm, I'm not going to keep giving the disclaimer throughout the show. You guys already know it's it, those months in your neck of the woods is, is time to cut that grass and make that cash. But once you know your number, I have to make $12,000. Let's say it's 4,000 bucks a month to pay your rent, all your bills through winter. Well, that's $12,000 you need. Are you going to have that money saved by Labor Day? Maybe you missed out on this year, but for next year, 
open a, go to your credit union, open up an account called winter fund. And like I have, there's going to be $12,000 in this account as soon as possible. When the spring rush count, when the spring rush hits, you're just making money left and right. The demand's there. You're working a little extra. You're, you're grinding it out. How fast can I get $12,000 in that account? Maybe you're like, man, Paul, I, it takes six grand a month for me to pay for all my diapers and my wife's mani petty and <laughs> the mortgage and all of that. I need six grand. Well, six times three, you need 18,000 in that savings account as fast as possible once the spring rush hits to save that. So that, that's plan A. Well, maybe you didn't save it. You didn't do the Johnny Mo plan. You got nothing in the savings account for the winter. How do you make the money when the grass ain't growing in the winter? So obviously Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, parts of Indiana, Iowa, Nebraska, you all know you can make some money plowing that snow. And we're not going to dive into the ROI on buying snow equipment and how to charge and bill and all of that. We will do a future um, episodes on snow and snow removal and making sure that's a profitable um, venture. Now, we've definitely heard the stories of people that have went out and bought a bus. Talking to one guy in Virginia, went out and spent tens of thousands of dollars on snow equipment. It barely even snowed. And so when you're in those transitional states, you got to be very, very calculated. You have to be calculated in Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Canada as well. But you're, you're, you're probably going to receive snow up there. But anyway, that's a whole nother episode for another day. But of course you can make money in the winter months doing snow removal. You can make money in the winter months getting a job and that's okay. Don't make an idol out of entrepreneurship. I know some people, they just worship entrepreneurship. If you're not an entrepreneur, then you're a loser. And that's absolutely ridiculous. The one who provides for us, in my opinion, is the Lord. He may provide that through us owning our own business and operating that. He may provide for us from us going out and being an employee. And that's okay. There's folks that will, I know many folks actually, and we're in, we are going to do an episode on this. I already have it scheduled that do DoorDash on the side. So I know one guy, he plows that snow and makes that dough. He lives up north. And on the days where there's not a lot of snow, he's door dashing just to make a little 60, 70, 80 bucks here, 150 bucks here on a day where he crushes it. And he's just, he's just trickling it in, not being idle, but he's, he's, he's rolling around town, whipping around town, making some money doing DoorDash. And then the guy that we're going to have on the episode here in the near future, he does DoorDash on the side and he's going to share his real number. I was like, Hey, will you come on? Cause you know, this is an opportunity for some folks. They're like, well, how do I make money? Well, you just drive around and give people their Chick-fil-A and uh, he'll, he'll share his real hours, his real numbers. That's a possibility. Do the DoorDash thing. And then, and then if you don't need to, you don't need to, but at least do something to bring in uh, some revenue. But what I'm trying to say is don't feel shame or guilt by having a job. Many off seasons, I have a job. Uh, I worked at Carabas, uh, serving folks. They're uh, Wheezy, pasta Wheezy. I think I shared that before. This one guy, oh man. Anyway, I don't want to tell that story right now. I'm going to get on the sidetrack. I got all kinds of stories from when I worked at Carabas. I did that for like three years, I think. And I'll tell you what, man, you make bank working at Carabas in December around Christmas. 
uh, everyone, you know, all, all these ladies, oh, let's get together for lunch, you know, sweet Sue. And they, they come in and they, they tip you good. And then January, for whatever reason, a lot of people go out to eat January, February. I think it's cold weather. They just want comfort food. And they come in there and uh, eat that. They got great food at Carabas, by the way. But anyway, I work there. I work at a radio station part-time. It's okay to, if, if you got to make money and you find a, if you find a good job, I, I worked for four years, I believe three or four years for UPS. Now I wasn't the driver. I was the guy on, in the passenger seat. So my driver, usually they put me up with Kelly. He was this uh, guy, just a great guy, man. We had so much fun, but um, he'd drive to the house and then he'd, he'd go back and get me my package or packages and I'd run, I'd, you know, zigzag around the dogs, around the Christmas uh, decorations. I'd, gently would place your package on your front door wink wink and then i'm running back to the ups truck and we're off to the next one man i love that job uh, naylor actually did that job and um it was motivation for him though because he was doing that job one off season in virginia transitional state they don't get much snow i mean they do get it but it, it's one of those hit or miss states and he was you know doing the delivering just to make some money to provide for his family in the winter and as he, as they're driving around, he's noticing, man, look at that crew out there, you know, landscaping crews, they're out there pruning, they're out there working. And, and he kind of made this res, res, uh, resolve in his heart. Like, man, this is the last year I'm working in the winter. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out ways to produce revenue in the winter months so I can just keep, you know, his clean cut lawn care rolling year round. And so down here in Georgia, you, you need to understand the market because there's several services that are offered in the winter. Pine straw being by far the most popular because all the leaves are down, you know, 95% of the trees, their leaves are down in December. So when you come to Christmas, January, February, there's no, no more, you don't have to worry about any more leaves falling. And so it's a perfect time to pitch to your customer and say, Hey, we're, we're doing our pine straw route. We're freshening things up. And, uh, do you want on our schedule? What they're going to say I'd say seven out of 10 people were, Oh yeah, Paul, that'd be great. Thank you so much. And then you give them a date, you, you know, give them the price that we, you know, we're going to do a hundred bales, eight bucks of bales, 800 bucks, wh whatever your deal is. And, um, I'm not saying that's the price you should charge. You, you need to know your numbers, but what's going to happen is most people will be excited because they're going to, they're going to want things looking fresh, you know, in, in December, January, February. And then you're going to have a couple folks that are going to bark at you and say, ah, oh, you know, we like to do our pine straw in April. And, uh, then, Hey, I'm here to serve. So absolutely. Well, listen, we're really busy in April. Like we're really busy. Our schedule's packed. So I'm going to need 50% deposit. Uh, your pine straw is 1500 bucks. I'm going to need 750 bucks now because we got to reserve that spot for you. And then I'll put you down in April, uh, for your pine straw. No problem, Paul. And they'll cut you a check. Well, that was a little bit of revenue in the winter, right? And then you got to be careful you don't overbook because April's just crazy. I remember one year I got scolded by my mentor, but uh, I had some guys working with me for a couple summers and, you know, they were in high school and things of that nature. And they were um, seniors at this point in high school and they were begging their mom, can we go to uh, Panama City? You know, where was it? I think it was Panama City. One, one, no, Destin. It was Destin, Florida. Can we go to Destin for spring break? And, um, they're just begging their mom and, and things of that nature. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then finally they're like, if Paul takes you and uh, cause they trust that I'm a good role model on these kids. Like if Paul Jameson takes you, then you can go. And uh, 
anyway, they, and then they start nagging me. Will you take us? Will you take us? We'll get you a king size room on the ocean. You know, you'll wake up every morning. You have your own balcony to the Gulf of Mexico, white sandy beach, light blue seas, and we'll pay for everything. All your food, all you got to do is just go and chaperone. You know what I mean? And uh, these kids were up to no good. I knew that their parents knew that whatever, but I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best role model I can be. Well, anyway, I got tempted. I was like, Oh, I could rejuvenate, you know, it'd be great. You know, nice weather, wake up at the beach every morning, a free vacation. So they wore on me and I'll never forget. This was, I was real young in business. So maybe like year three or four. And, uh, anyway, I took them. We had a great time. It was, it was a beautiful place, but my phone rang off the hook. And, and I mean, just, just ringing, ringing, ringing. Hey Paul, can you do the, can you do this? Can you do this? And I remember calling my mentor. He's like, what were you thinking? He's like, every hour in April is sacred. Like you are, that is the time to make the money, bro. What are you doing down there sitting at the beach? And uh, you, you do that at another time. And so anyway, that was just a little <laughs> lesson learned the hard way. My mentor was a lot more uh, uh, decorative with his selection of words of what a poor decision I made not to go to the beach. I'm, I'm all about going on vacation and celebrating success, enjoying the fruit of our labor, but possibly schedule that beach trip. If you have the margin and the money in the winter, not in the, the time when it's time, when it's game time uh, to make the money. So anyway, where was I going all with all that? Mr. Producer is that once, once the um, April hits, you want to make sure you don't overschedule. And so if you are going to, if you are going to have that customer, it's going to decline wanting their pine straw when you're doing the route in January, February for my friends here in Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, you know, the drill, uh, the, the pine straw is flinging out at that time of the year. You just got to be very selective of who you allow to punt it down. Um, if it's a good customer, you could say, sure, give us a deposit. We'll put you on the schedule for April. But if it's a PETA or, you know, you don't necessarily, uh, think this is the best customer, you could just tell them, you could just tell them if you feel like that's the best decision. Hey, I'm sorry. This is when we're doing our pine straw. We have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of work scheduled in the spring. We're already booked out. So this is the window and just let them make a decision. And, and, uh, if you feel like you need to do that. So long way to stay long way to say, you want to make sure in the spring rush, you have, you're only cherry picking the, top paying jobs for the top customers. Cause the spring rush is it's that time where you got to make the baddest revenue of the year. You gotta, you gotta be clicking on all cylinders. And so I'm already getting ahead of myself to this break. Let's rewind it back uh, to the winter. But oh, I want to say you got to know your market. So the market's different in Kansas and Missouri as it is down here in Georgia and Alabama. And it, it's way different up there in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. So know your market, know what the other services do. I'll give you an example. Here in Georgia, there's two predominant ways the legitimate companies do billing. In the affluent neighborhoods, there's many neighborhoods down here with the million dollar homes. You got to go through the gate to get into the neighborhood. They're really, really nice neighborhoods. Some of them have $700,000 homes, $800,000 homes, million dollar homes plus. Very, very nice neighborhoods. And they're throughout Alpharetta, Milton, you know, Johns Creek, Duluth, coming there's a there's an area over there marietta cobb county i mean there's there's areas where there's some really 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 nice neighborhoods it's the market in those neighborhoods in the affluent neighborhoods 
the majority of homeowners will pay their landscaper one rate, one monthly rate, and it's the same year round. So that solves the problem right there. And I'm going to do a whole other episode in the future on the pros and cons. And there's a lot of pros of working in affluent neighborhoods. That solves your problem right there. You're getting paid, let's say that counts $400 a month. That includes their, their weekly maintenance. That includes their fertilization and weed control program. And you keeping an eye on the irrigation that's already, you know, working. You, you turn it off in the winter. You turn off the master valve so the pipe don't freeze. And you set it in the spring and adjust it in the summer when it's raining a lot. Things of that nature. 400 bucks a month. Now, extra, they're going to pay uh, for flowers, seasonal flowers and um, pine straw plantings. That'll be extra. I do know some companies, this is more rare, uh, that, that will give them one gigantic number and they'll include all of that in that number. Maybe it's 900 or a thousand bucks a month. And then they'll include the how many bales of pine straw, how many flats of flowers in that price. I personally found it just works best to give them that $400 a month rate or whatever the rate is for the weekly maintenance and the fertilization and weed control program. And then charge them separately for the pine straw and the mulch and the uh, seasonal flowers. However, at the end of the day, there's a lot of businesses in the affluent neighborhoods here in Atlanta that are getting paid the same exact amount in, in December, January, and February as they are in June, July, August. Now, there's more property time of mowing and, and pruning the hedges and, or trimming the hedges and pruning and things of that nature in the summer, but the revenue is the same. Because you set it up with that and convenience is king guys. So if you present it to the customer that, Hey, we're going to give you one price. It's going to be the same for the first of every month. We're going to charge your card on file. You don't even have to worry about it. And, uh, you can, you set them at ease. Listen, we'll be here a lot in the spring and the summer. There's so much to do in the fall. We got to clean up all the leaves. We'll be here less in the winter, but you know, we'll definitely, uh, prune up your uh, canopy on, on your trees a little bit and uh, make sure, you know, pick up sticks, blow, make sure everything's looking good, but just to make it easy. So we're not billing you a different amount every month or things of that nature. We'll just give you one flat price. Here's the price that that takes care of year round service, a full service year round. You, you just put them at ease. You'll, you'll find your sweet spot of how to present it. So they'll be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Sounds good. And um, you kind of answer any of their hesitations as you make that presentation. And then you're getting paid in January and February. Now that works in the affluent neighborhoods. When you get outside of those gates of those fancy neighborhoods in here in Atlanta, and you're just in the, the $200,000 homes, $300,000 homes, $400,000 homes. I don't find that works as much in that market. They're more so going, and they don't mind paying you the flat monthly, flat monthly rate, but usually that starts in March and you tell them, Hey, we're going to scalp everything down in March get, get it, get everything going nice and, and low. Uh, that's the best for the Bermuda. And, uh, you can start billing, you know, you can start charging them in March. If you miss that, then the, the next step is April. I mean, that's, that's the most common, but you can definitely can get, get paid in March. If you, if you know how to make that presentation and then you can just, let's say it's a $225 account, then you just charge the card on file March 1st, April 1st, May 1st, June 1st, July 1st, August 1st, September 1st, October 1st, and November 1st, and let them know we're going to, you know, make sure everything's, uh, all the leaves are cleaned up through Thanksgiving, things of that nature. And then you're not going to get paid in December, January, February, if you go on that plan. And 
now we got to figure out how you're going to bring in that revenue for those three months. So here's what we're going to do. I got to get a sip of water, Mr. Producer. Today we're on Deer Park. We ain't, we ain't at Fullerton's Essentia level yet, but uh, we do got I do got to get hydrated. So take a quick break. I'm going to get a sip of water. And uh, coming up, we're going to continue to talk how you can make that money in the winter and uh, be in a good position when it comes time for the spring rush. We'll be right back. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying, no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com you've heard caleb and Brittany allman talking about the hardscape academy but have you checked it out for yourself the HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All righty. Well, we are continuing this conversation about how to handle winter. And uh, to summarize the first segment, you need to know your numbers. What is your budget? What is that number of your fixed cost per month? Looking for here, us here in Georgia, let's call winter December, January, February. That's three months. What do you need to earn in December? To make sure you pay comfortably pay all your bills is at four thousand a month, five thousand, six thousand a month. Same for January, February, and uh, are there any variable costs? Um, obviously, your fixed costs are the same each month. Your mortgage, your rent, your insurances, uh, and things of that nature, both in your business and in your personal. Find out what that number is, and then find out and make a plan. How are you going to have that money? Are you going to save it? And maybe you're thinking, yeah, duh, that's my plan for next year, but I already missed out on that for this year. So at that point, it's like, okay, you need 6,000 bucks a month. How are you going to get that? Are you going to DoorDash? You're going to Uber Eats? You're going to do a bunch of pruning and pine straw? You're going to plow that snow and make that dough and coming up with your plan. And guys, we will do in the future here a budgeting episode. I really look forward to that. I'm a nerd and I really uh, have found freedom by making a budget, both my fixed costs in my business, as well as in my personal life. And then my variable costs every single month, I make a budget before the month begins. Every penny on purpose on the paper. Well, actually it's the uh, Google Sheets and I have a plan. 
and I understand what's coming ahead that month and then make sure I have the strategy and blueprint to bring in the revenue uh, to make progress on those payments and on uh, my goals. And so that will be another episode for another day. But once you do know what that number is, then you need to figure out how you're going to make that money because our go-tos of cutting that grass, making that cash and pruning the hedges and doing the things that are taking care of the living organisms that are growing, turf, plants, things of that nature, are not in not in play because the, the things aren't growing. So what are we going to do? Pruning, installations, things of that nature. And the next step, and this is summarizing, is to then know your market. And so there's multiple ways you can do this. You can talk to folks and, and hopefully you can find a mentor in your local city that understands your market and, and maybe say, hey, can we go out to coffee? I'm new in lawn care and I really need to figure out, you know, how you make it during the winter. And uh, can, can I take you out to coffee? Can, can you help? And, and there's a lot of folks that would love to do that. And um, what I did is I made a really dumb decision in 2011 I was uh, broke, busted, and disgusted coming out of college. And uh, I was paying my buddy's rent for, uh, it was 928 bucks a month, his mortgage for a year. He was out pursuing his music career out West. I made a commitment to live in his house for a year, 928 bucks. Well, I was able to juggle that because I was cutting that grass, making that cash like crazy and uh, paid that 928. Well, he ended up coming back a little early and he offered me, he's like, Hey Paul, we'll, uh, we'll give you the bedroom upstairs off, you know, down the hall for 500 bucks a month. And I should have said deal, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner, sign me up 500 bucks a month. But I was young and dumb and I didn't have um, accountability. I didn't have godly men in my life to sit down and, and say, Hey, that's a good decision. That's a dumb decision. And what I ended up doing was I ended up renting a two-bedroom apartment, not a one-bedroom, a single one. I was like, I have a uh, two-bedroom apartment, you know, one bedroom for my office, one bedroom for, oh man, two baths, two bedroom. It's like 1,300 bucks. I was like, well, I'm, I'm making my $928 payment. So I'll, I'll get this. Maybe it was 1,200 bucks a month. I forget, but it was just absolute stupidity on steroids. And again, I didn't have until afterwards, I had a friend of mine, absolutely, it's like, what were you thinking? That was the dumbest decision ever. Well, I didn't, you know, I was, I was young and dumb. And so I should have never bit off more than I could chew or increase my lifestyle like that as a, I was a first year entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, you want to get your lifestyle as simple as possible so you can have margin, so you can reinvest in your business. So you're not stressed out. Well, oh, I got to make my $1,200 apartment payment back in 2011. That was a lot of money. And so now I'm selling jobs out of desperation and I'm, I'm desperate. And you, you make way better decisions when you're calm, collective, and you have margin and, and you make better decisions. You make more money when you're in that place. And so anyway, in hindsight, I should have taken the $500 deal versus, versus, the $1,200 deal, that, that was 700 extra bucks a month that I needed to come up with and um, this foolishness. And so anyway, I do want to encourage you, if there's ways you can reduce your budget or cut back, cancel the the uh, NFL ticket thing or the Netflix or the whatever, you know, uh, declutter your finances so that the uh, number throughout the winter 
is more manageable. So that's one step. So anyway, rewind back to 2011. Here I am living in this huge luxury apartment, you know, first year of my lawn care business. And I'm, I'm, you know, still robbing Peter to pay Paul and, and doing this juggling act, trying to figure this all out. And now it's the winter. So I was able to make it through the spring and the summer just by working crazy hours. And even though my prices were too low, it was just like a demand thing or pardon me, a volume thing. I was, I was just doing so much work that I was able to survive. And here I am now it's December. I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm realizing I don't have, you know, my, my jobs are slowing down and we're getting the leaves cleaned up and, and I don't have my customers. I don't have that many of them at this point. And I definitely didn't have them on the, you know, all my affluent country club members yet uh, pay me per month. So I called one of my friends who's in the lawn care industry and humbled myself. And I was like, Hey, <clears throat> can I come work for you? <laughs> Cause I know he works year round. And uh, he's like, come on out, Paul, I'll give you 11 bucks an hour. And uh, that was just insulting to me at the time. Cause I was like, well, I own my own business. Like, you know, pay me 15 bucks an hour or whatever. He's like, well, if you do a good job, you know, I'll give you a bump, but uh, come, come work with us, man. He had multiple employees, you know what I mean? And, and so, it was a blessing in disguise because I'm out there and, and, and he had work. He had so many customers and they were, they were on the, uh, they were in the affluent neighborhoods. So they were on the year round plan. And so we would just go out and we'd blow the property, even though there's barely anything to blow. We'd pick up some sticks. We prune some rose bushes and we're working in Buckhead at these really nice houses. That's a, that's like right next to Atlanta. And we're working in these, you know, country club of the South and Alpharetta, these fancy neighborhoods, you know, and I'm, but I was learning. I was like, oh, okay. The, even though the we weren't mowing grass, we were, you know, making sure everything looked perfect and, 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 and doing uh, pruning crepe myrtles and, and pruning uh, rose bushes and pruning all, all, all kind of things. I didn't even know what the names of these trees were back then. I was, and they were just showing me, oh, here's where you cut on this. And I was learning this stuff. And so anyway, I say that to say that a cup of coffee will work of learning your market and how the successful lawn care landscaping businesses in your um, area that have been around at that time, the guy who was mentoring me had already been in business for 18 years. You know, now it's, he's coming up on 30 years. And so anyway, he knew how to make money year round and I was learning from him. The other way to do it is to actually go work for one of these companies and, and just offer your um, services for a few months and then see how they do things. And so that was the last winter, I believe, where I worked for him. I, I worked for him uh, even simultaneously to running my own business. Um, he'd be in pinches all the time. And uh, he gave, he'd give me more than 11 bucks in the future. But he's like, hey, can you come be a driver for a day? Can you come be a foreman? And, you know, he's constantly asking me. And, and it, you know, eventually got to a point where I just would have to say no because I'm, I'm out doing my own thing. But there was times I'd come, they had the big um, Azusa box trucks, you know, and I was like thinking I'm a baller, you know. It's back 2012. I'm driving this fancy Azusa uh, box truck landscaping rig through these nice neighborhoods, you know. And uh, thought I was the, <laughs> you know what? But uh, it taught me and it got me into this mentality that there is work to do year round. And it helped me understand what that work was. Now, that's the Atlanta market. It's different in every state. So you got to find out wh where your uh, people in North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Wisconsin, it's going to be tweaked. Minnesota, Michigan, all across the country, it's going to be tweaked. And 
there's a lot of um, design installation work that you can do year round uh, if the weather permits. And so just figuring out uh, your numbers, what you have to make per month. Is there any way that you can reduce that number? Canceling memberships, reducing your lifestyle, not eating out every day. And again, I'm, I'm skipping ahead to our budget conversation, but trim the fat so that it's in reach. It's reasonable. It's, it, you're not living high on the hog. Um, there's times and seasons to do that. You know, Mr. Producer's over there. He's going to buy himself a yacht. You know what I mean? You, when you're making a bunch of money, you got a bunch of margin, then you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. But if you're in your first 10 years of a business, it's like, let's, let's live lean and mean. Let's live on way less than we make and let's reinvest in the business. Let's not be stressed out about money. Uh, let's be laser focused on building this thing uh, the accurate way. And I'm telling you, I remember those stress moments in 2011, even into 2012, I had to go out to Carabas and get a job. And I had my lawn care business, but I also had to go get a job because I wasn't, I wasn't making enough money. And in hindsight, I just wasn't charging enough. I, I, I could have probably avoided having the part-time job if I would have just known my numbers and charged the right price. But I was in year one, year two, I didn't know. And uh, we're here to help with this podcast and help you guys know. So all right, here's the deal. I think we'll uh, we'll close it down for now. I know there's so much more to talk about on this topic and, and perhaps over the next few months throughout winter, we'll bring some of y'all on and you can share your stories, uh, whether you're doing DoorDash, whether you're plowing snow, whether you're pruning and pine strawing it up or whether you're doing um, installations. Uh, what are you doing in the winter and to, to make sure you're making money? And then for those of you who did save and you're doing the Johnny Mo plan and you're like, yep, I'm just, I'm on autopilot here. I'm working on my passion project. I'm watching some videos from the Hardscape Academy and uh, greenindustrypodcast.com and entrepreneuracademy.com. We got all kinds of resources for you guys, by the way, to um, uh, really learn in the winter. If you want to learn about fertilization and weed control, Jason Creel's got a bunch of uh, fur and squirt stuff. I got at greenindustrypodcast.com. We got all kinds of resources to help you educate. And uh, anyway, I say all that to say, even if you're not in the field working, it's a great time to be educating ourselves in the winter so that when it comes time to the spring rush, we got all the tools in our belt, uh, not just physical tools, but mentally we're equipped with the knowledge that perhaps maybe we can add a service or we can improve uh, the way we're operating our business to be more um, efficient, profitable, better this year. So thanks for listening to today's program, guys. And, uh, Smash that follow button, and hopefully you'll join us on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast. Appreciate you listening today. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.